Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie. I'm a book-loving, notebook-hoarding reader and writer on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. And this is the Get Literate Podcast. On this podcast, we explore the power of leading literate lives. We talk all things books and reading, notebooks and writing, and everything in between to make our lives better. And no matter what better means to you, the pages inside books and notebooks can help us get there. So each week, we'll mix together books, notebooks, mindful practices, and creativity to cultivate a life we love. Now grab a notebook and your TBR list, and let's get literate. Hey everyone, Stephanie here, welcoming you back to another episode of the Get Literate podcast. Back at episode 58, I talked about all things morning pages, what they are, how you do them, what kind of notebook you need, what you write about, and more. I got lots of great feedback and responses from you on how you do your own individual morning pages. Because as I discussed, there's no one single right way to do them. But I also heard from a lot of you that that episode sparked a brand new notebooking habit too. Whether that was an actual morning page habit, like I talked about, or if it was an anytime pages habit, or just any kind of notebooking or journaling. It seems that that episode gave all of us a little bit of permission to just start writing. Now that was over a month ago, so that was enough time to start the habit, but it's also enough time to hit a plateau too. You know, you're at this new thing, but the newness rubs off, or life and challenges kick in, your motivation dips, something happens that just takes you away from the practice. It just happens. How do I know? Well, because it happens to me all the time. And it happened to me specifically in my morning pages. Now, as you know, a morning page practice is where you get up and first thing in the morning, you put pen to paper and you get everything out of your mind and your heart. There's no one right way to do it. There's no certain set content or topic or framework to write with. You just write and you see what comes up from the pages. Now, what I noticed happening to me is that I was using my morning pages like a diary or a journal. I would tend to get up in the morning, have my cup of coffee, sit down with my notebook, and just start writing about what happened to me the day before. Now, that's not bad, right? Because the morning pages are supposed to give us whatever we need. So maybe I needed to write about the day before. Maybe I wanted to record some of those daily details on paper. But I kept finding this same old pattern. And as I'd wake up in the morning and get ready to notebook, I was starting to get a little bit frustrated because it was the same old thing right about the day before. And writing about the day before wasn't a really motivating way for me to start this brand new day. And I saw a post on Julia Cameron's social media page where she said, morning pages are very different than journaling because one only allows you to reflect on the day, but one allows you to change the trajectory of it. And when I realized that my morning pages and really just my notebooking in general, were not changing the trajectory of my day, 
They were only reflecting on what happened before. I knew I needed a little bit of a change. I needed a little bit of a spark, a little bit of a a kick in my pants to try something different. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Ways to experiment, to tinker, to spark, to liven up, to change your writing in your notebook or your journal or your morning pages or whatever you call it. That's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to share five things that I've tried and am still trying that have worked for me. Now, these aren't in any particular order, but they are just my five go-to strategies when I find myself getting in a notebooking rut or I find myself just wanting something different to keep the practice fresh and to keep me motivated and energized to keep doing it. So let's start with number one. Number one is to borrow a structure. Now, what do I mean by that? When I say borrow the structure, I mean to think of or borrow consistent prompts that are designed to elicit an intentional thinking and writing focus. So a consistent set of prompts designed to elicit a particular kind of thinking. Now, I don't mean consistent as in we are in a rut doing the same thing over and over again and getting frustrated by it, but I mean a structure that we can turn to when we want to shift what our writing looks like. Now, I have three favorite structures that I tend to go back and forth with, and I wanna share them with you here. The first one comes from Julia Cameron herself. She talks about this idea in The Artist's Way, and she also revisits the idea in her newest book, Write for Life. And she has a very simple structure because she believes that what we write in our morning pages sends a signal to the universe like a telegram. And so she encourages to write about the things that we like, the things that we don't like, the things that we want, and the things that we don't want. And by doing so, we're putting it out there into the universe so that our day can follow that thinking what we want, what we don't want, what we like, and what we don't like. Now, I do tend to focus more on what we want and like, because sometimes by spending too much time on what we don't want and we don't like, that can put me in a different state of mind. But it's a very easy, tried and true format. Universe, I want more of this today. And guess what? I don't want any of this. It often is just a couple of sentences of writing that will spark writing on whatever topics came up and be in, and, and they really are enough to keep you writing and to, to keep you writing in a direction that maybe you didn't think of if you didn't just start with those prompts at the top of the page. Now, my second set of prompts, these are a newer set for me and I really enjoy them. First of all, I love all things this person. So Shunta Grant, she has an anytime today media company, if you will. It's notebooks, it's agendas, it's planning pads, it's a podcast. The message is just so wonderful of what's going to matter most today. And she has these four prompts that she puts in her personal journals that I like to use every so often in my morning pages and in my notebooking. Here they are. There are four. Today I am dot, dot, dot. Today I feel dot, dot, dot. Today I need 
to dot, dot, dot. And today I want dot, dot, dot. Right. So those are four prompts that are designed to do exactly what Julia Cameron hopes the morning pages will do, which is to change the trajectory of your day and help you focus on what it is you want and what it is you need, and then spend the rest of your day getting it. So today I am, today I feel, today I need, and today I want. I've had a lot of success with these four prompts because it keeps me from rehashing the day before and to focus on the present, just today. Not what I want in five years or 10 years. And while those goal setting exercises can be really great, I like how this just grounds me in the single day that is today and that my writing can actually help me get the kind of day I want. If you don't follow her on social media, I highly recommend you go to her accounts, you check out her notebooks and her agendas. It really is this wonderful movement that I think could benefit a lot of us in figuring out how to stay present and how to get done the things that actually matter. So that's Shunta Grant's structure for writing. Today I am, today I feel, today I need, and today I want. Now the third one comes from Neil Pashrika. I got to, I almost said meet him. I didn't meet him. I watched him on a Zoom session as part of a podcasting group I belong to with Kathy Heller of the Kathy Heller Podcast. And this man's enthusiasm just lights up a Zoom room like no other. It is amazing. The enthusiasm, the zest, the happiness, the joy that he just has for everything. I mean, and that's what he's known for. He has a book of awesome and he talks about finding the best in your life. And he has this practice that's called two minute mornings. Now, morning pages and notebooking is usually longer than two minutes, but I love this because even if you only do this, you have put pen to paper and you have made a difference. But what usually happens is I spend time writing about what I just wrote about in my two-minute morning. So let me explain. Two minutes a day to jot down whatever comes to mind in response to these three questions. I will let go of. I am grateful for, and I will focus on. Now, I just realized I read them out of order. Maybe that's a sign. (laughs) The order is I will focus on, I am grateful for, and I will let go of. And that's supposed to be your guiding intention for the day. What's my one focus? What am I grateful for to ground me in gratitude? And what will I let go of and not let it bother me? I love these three because, again, it gives a purpose to the day. It allows you to focus your writing so that you're putting your intentions out in the world so it can be done. So these are three pretty easy but very predictable structures that can get you writing about what matters in your notebook instead of the things that don't, instead of the things that you're stuck writing about over and over and over again. These can give you just a really simple structure where the focus is the same, but the content will change based on each morning or each day that you are writing. So those are three structures that I recommend trying when you find yourself in a notebooking rut. Now, tip number two in this fresh writing experiment episode is to write from specific prompts. So these are different than structures. These are not consistent prompts that you write about every day. These are single prompts. 
that you choose from, from a variety of sources to spark your thinking and writing in a new way. Now, these prompts are everywhere. All you have to do is Google new writing prompts or scroll social media until you find something that sparks your interest and could end up on the page of your notebook. And I want to talk about three that have been important to me. And the first one is a shameless plug for my Get Literate Patreon community, because every month I share notebook writing prompts based on the theme of the month that we are reading, writing, and learning in. This month happens to be Bloom. We are exploring all things blooming into our best selves. And we're reading Super Bloom by Megan Tatey. And we're writing about what blooming means to us in our notebook, along with a couple of other things along the way. So I compiled a list of writing prompts that could help you think about blooming in your own life. So for example, to me, the idea of blooming means 10 ways I can bloom into my life right now, today, things I wish would bloom for me, ways I want to grow in this particular season, things that might be keeping me from blooming right now, conditions I need to grow and bloom, people who help me bloom, tools that might help me bloom, ways I can help others bloom, and ways I can help the world bloom right now. So these are sparks when you're looking for something to write about. You just glance at the list of ideas and you write. Now, I love them, of course, because they are organized by theme. And I love looking at each month as a different theme to dive into. So I know if I pick one of those prompts from the list, I'm consistently writing about the same concept, but in different ways, which is pushing my reading and writing boundaries and hopefully helping me grow in my actual life too. So every month, a new word, a new theme, a new set of writing prompts for your notebook inside the Get Literate Patreon community. And if you're interested, you can find the link to that in the show notes. Now, number two is another one of my favorite places for specific prompts when I need a little pick-me-up in my notebook, and that's Suleika's The Isolation Journals. She wrote a beautiful memoir called Between Two Kingdoms, which is her account of her diagnosis with leukemia in her early 20s and her since remission. And then unfortunately, another battle that she is currently fighting right now. This woman has strength and creativity and bravery all the way down to the depths of her toes. And she has started a 30 days of journaling challenge every spring. And I'm a member of her isolated, the isolated journals community. So I get access to them. And I love just growing on there and picking one. Now, she also gives a free writing prompt every Sunday too. So if you're not on her mailing list, get on it because you'll get that goodness every week and you just save it for when you need it. But the three that I've written about from her community recently that I loved are this. Maybe you'll love them too. In your deepest core, your most vulnerable moment, what do you want out of life? Another one is a list. Write about the five most beautiful things. Five most beautiful things in your family, in your career, in the world, in your backyard, in your kids. You pick, but make a list of the most beautiful things that could cultivate an attitude of gratitude. 
And then the third one is write about a piece of art. This one pushes me way out of my comfort zone because I feel like I'm not artistic or creative in the traditional sense. And Suleika is, the community is. And browsing what they come up with in their journal as artistic journals is just amazing. Borrowing one of those or thinking about a piece of art or even a landmark or something that's important to you, that could be a really great creative spark in your notebook too. Now, third up, I want to introduce you to Jennifer Arnsbear. She has this amazing notebooking practice that I have been diving into called somatic journaling. And she has a whole course and program to go with it called Body Story. And basically, she says, along with lots of others in the field, that journaling can not only help us uncover what's going on in our mind, but our body is an important tool in the process too. She's got a whole set of emails and informative information on what somatic journaling is, if you're interested. But basically, she has a list of really provocative prompts. And as you look through them, the one that you resonate with the most, the one that gives you an emotional reaction, whether it's, oh my gosh, that's such a great prompt, I want to write about it, or, oh, I don't know about that prompt. I disagree with that prompt. She wants you to follow the signals that your body gives you as a clue that you need to write about it. So here are four examples of the prompts that she offers. I feel safe inside my body. I love my sensitivity. This is everything I'm angry about. And I've also modified it to say, this is everything I'm happy about. The idea of writing about my body makes me feel so you see, they're a little bit different. They're not your typical notebooking or journaling prompts, but they're helpful and they can get you out of a rut really quickly because they're probably unlike anything that you've ever written about. I highly recommend you explore this a bit more. I'm working on an episode for it later based on my experiences. I need some more time writing about this kind of thing in my notebook before I share it. What I recommend you do is to start a collection of some of the prompts that you think might be handy to have later. Maybe you copy and paste them into a Google Doc. Maybe you bookmark the blog post or the site that you found it on in a folder in your browser. Or maybe you actually just start a collection in your notebook at the very end or the very beginning that just lists all of the possibilities. So when you are stuck, it's really easy for you to find the prompts that resonate most with you. Okay, let's move on to number three. This one could be my favorite, and that is listing. You already know from past episodes that I love epistolary novels. I love novels that have lists and multimedia in them. I, I just love it. And so you're gonna see evidence of that come up in the last couple of recommendations that I have for these fresh writing experiments. But I have never failed by starting my journal entries with a list. Sometimes all I need is a quick little list of three to five things to spark my writing. Sometimes I just list the entire writing session and that's fine too. Either way works, but a list is a pretty surefire way to get me writing because it lessens the stress 
their bullets, their numbers. I move down the page quickly, which makes me feel accomplished. And then that often leads to more writing. Here are some of the favorite lists that I have tried recently. Things I'm grateful for, things I'm proud of, things I'm sensitive about, things I'm looking forward to, things I wish I tried, things I want to explore, relationships that I love, and things that no longer serve me. Right? Those are just a couple of the lists that I've tried, but I imagine you have a whole bunch of lists that might be speaking to you too. And here's the thing, if all else fails, just start your writing with a list of things that you have to do today. And I promise you the act of just putting your pencil to the paper or putting your pen to the paper and moving it across the page, that wakes something up in your brain. And you may have started with a to-do list and ended with something completely different because lists spark thinking. It sparks thinking, it sparks movement, it takes up space, and it just feels really good to actually get started with something that can keep your fingers moving down the page. So lists are pretty much a foolproof way to freshen up my writing. Now, moving on to number four is letter writing. Now, you might be wondering, what? Why letters? How would that work? This is my notebook. No one sees it. I don't send these letters. And I know, I know that. These are hypothetical letters that you write to yourself and hypothetical letters that you write to others that are not mailed. It is truly therapeutic letter writing. It helps you to speak to a part of yourself that you might not be able to access in the moment. It can help you say things to other people that you're not quite brave enough to say in person or you just need to say them to work through an issue before you can let something go. But the letter writing that you don't send can have a really important impact on your mental health and your notebook can help you do that. And it's much safer than writing it in your notebook than actually typing the email that you say you'll never send and accidentally sending it. So what kinds of letter writing can you do? Well, there are lots of different kinds of letters that you could write in your notebook. Um, I've been experimenting with them more and more lately, and here are a few that I've tried. You could write a letter to your past self, your younger self at any particular point in your life. It's a really great way to reflect. It's a really great way to let go of things that maybe you are having trouble letting go of. And sometimes it's just a really great way to celebrate how far you've come from whatever particular point in your life you are writing to. You can also write a letter to your future self, right? To your 80-year-old self on what you're looking back, what you hope to look back on, or what you want to accomplish. It's really neat to write to your younger and your older selves as a way to figure out what you want and where you've been and what your current self can do about it. Which brings me to the third letter you could write. I love this one. This was a prompt from a recent group I was part of. Write a letter to your current self from your higher self. Your higher self, your subconscious, that is 95% of our brain. Only 5% about of our thoughts and the way our brain works is conscious. So all that other 95% is in there somewhere. And how do you access it? 
Well, in this exercise that I was led through, it was pretty powerful to write a letter to yourself from the part that knows better, from the part that isn't afraid to admit certain things that you want or want to try or want to do or want to leave or want to have. Really interesting activity. So write a letter to your current self from your higher self and just, just see what happens to come out in the page. You might be surprised. Now you can also write a letter to someone else to work through the challenge that you're facing. Maybe you are braver on paper than you are in person. Maybe there are things you wish you said to someone and you can't get them out of your head and you can't move past whatever the thing was, the argument was, or the challenge was, and working through it on paper is the next best way to let it go. And you might also write a letter to an object or a concept or even a location right? To your favorite vacation spot, thanking it for the family memories, Um, to an item that you lost, that you're having a, a hard time letting go of the guilt of losing, right? So many possibilities here. But the idea is that it takes the writing and it gives it a real purpose. It gives it a real audience. Even if you're never going to mail it, and you likely aren't, The act of writing to a particular audience, as if you will, it just heightens the writing experience. And it certainly freshens it up in a way that just writing for your notebook only, knowing it's your notebook only, it just changes things. So I recommend that you give it a try. Now, last up, we've got number five. And number five is to play around with affirmations. Are you an affirmation kind of person? Because I am. I love quotes. I love finding all of those inspiring memes on social media. I love finding and saving to my camera roll. Anything that I find that's meant to uplift your mood or uplift your day. I just like scrolling through them. And I particularly need those constant positive reminders. So how can we bring affirmations to our notebook? We think of the affirmation and we write it down. And all you do is start by writing a positive affirmation at the top of your page and see if it sparks anything. If it does, if by the time you're done writing that affirmation, you want to keep writing about that particular thing, then keep going. But if it doesn't, just write the affirmation again and again and again, or choose to write a list of different affirmations over and over again as you move down the page. So I have found that starting with an affirmation at the top does spark some writing for me. But on the days that it doesn't, just keeping your pen to the paper and reprogramming your brain with all of these positive intentions has a really beautiful effect. And there's even research to show that saying these kinds of self-affirmations to yourself and especially writing them down, it can literally alter the way that your brain thinks. That's all I need in order to write an affirmation a day on a piece of paper, especially if it's going to spark some additional writing. So you can find affirmations everywhere. Julia Cameron has some in her Artist's Way book that she recommends starting your morning pages with. A quick search on Google yields many. I think Oprah gives you a listing of them too. But here are four of my favorites that I like to start with. The first is from Louise Hay. 
Here's the quote. I am in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Here's one from Ram Das. You are loved just for being who you are, just for existing. Brene Brown, courage starts with showing up and letting yourselves be seen. I love that one because we're showing up to the page. And then the fourth one is just a very common, simple, yet effective phrase. Today is a good day to have a good day. I start with that at the top and I just see where it goes. And that's actually the perfect way to end this episode. Today is a good day to have a good day, starting with your notebook. So I would love for you to grab your notebook and try one of these experiments today or this week. Try a new structure, pick a specific prompt, generate a list, try writing a letter that will never be sent and play around with some affirmations on the page. I would love to know which fresh writing experiment you plan to try first or which one just resonated with you the most that's pointing to something you might need in your notebook. You can find me online on all social media platforms at Afanito Lit. And as always, you can head to the show notes and you can leave me the comments there. I would love to know which ones are impacting you the most. I also want to tell you to get ready for an upcoming episode. I have a really fun episode coming up where I am doing a notebook review. Now, I talk about books and book reviews on this podcast all the time, but an email from a listener asking my opinion on particular kinds of notebooks got me thinking, why aren't I reviewing notebooks too? I love my particular kinds of notebooks and I pine for other kinds of notebooks. And this segment of the podcast could give me an excuse to buy it, try it, and then share my experience with you and hopefully introduce you to a new notebook, a new company and a new notebooker who can spark some inspiration in your writing life too. So stay tuned for that coming up soon. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening and happy writing. I can't wait to see what you accomplish in your notebook. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at alitlife.com. And if you want more, you might like to join my Patreon community. There, you'll find additional inspiration for your reading and writing lives, like bonus podcast episodes, book calendars, monthly book clubs, notebooking challenges, live events, giveaways, and much more. It's only $5 a month, and you get instant access to all the previous content, too. You can learn more at getliterate.co. But one more thing. If you love what you listen to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish and notebookish community too. Thanks so much for listening.